Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 74 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode A Very Dangerous Road. And I'll get into why in a second, but let me just do the intro first. So just to let you guys know, this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning, 7 a.m., go there, leave me a comment below, let me know what you think of the, the podcast, stuff like that. If you want me to read it over the air, I will. If not, I won't. And also to let you guys know, um, this is on iTunes, so go there, go to the Gaming with Group podcast with Joseph Carlson, like, subscribe, give me stars, let me know what you think of the episode, leave me a comment there under there, Uh, it helps me out. And then finally, if you guys want to send me an email, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, go there, uh, let me know what you think of the podcast. Again, I will read it over there if you want me to. If not, I won't. And I didn't do the intro music today because we're doing something a little different. That's right. I have a guest. A guest that I haven't had uh, on ever. He's, to my knowledge, the only person that listens to um, the podcast. He's a close friend of mine. His name is Martin. Um, we both played Armed and Dangerous uh, hence the title, A Very Dangerous Road. We played the old original Xbox game, Arnold and Dangerous. It was done by LucasArts. Really funny game. We actually talked a little bit about Xbox, and we he was part of the Dragon Edge campaign that I've been talking about so much. So we talked a little bit about that and like an intro to that. We're hoping to do that next week and get that done and get everybody's perspective on that. But this is basically me and Martin talking about... Uh, um, Armed and Dangerous that came out on the original Xbox from LucasArts. We're talking a little bit about Xbox itself and like the new future of Xbox. And we're talking about the Dragon Age campaign and kind of setting, like just giving a little intro and like what he's interested to hear as a player. So here we go. So when was the last time that you played Armed and Dangerous? Have you played it lately? You didn't, you, didn't you say you played it? Oh, by the way, oh, I'll introduce you in the intro. But um, yeah, I mean, you said you played it for a while, right? Yeah, I played it. Um, and then you said it was uh, on download. So I was like, nah. So I, I went and I downloaded it. Yeah, I did too. I, I did too, like a week ago. And <laughs> I, I started it. And just for how old the game is, because I think it came out for the original Xbox. Yeah, it did that. The original, that, was a, that was the first thing that hit me. It was when I loaded up and the original Xbox screen loads up. And I was like, oh, man, this is a, a blast from the past type thing. You know? so. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminded me of like the whole um, uh, Army of Darkness. That's kind of reminded me of like, like yeah. a new school versus old school in the way of like all of a sudden there's this guy in this world. And he's got... He meets this blind. I don't know what he is. Yeah, he's a weird mythical dwarf, but human. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what he and is. He's got a gun that takes place in like the medieval days. And they, <laughs> and back then, instead of just having people be people, they're like, um, okay, so this guy is clearly Scottish. This guy is clearly Jewish. This guy is clearly British, and he has a British butler. Um, or I, you know, I think one was Irish, one was Scottish. There was the British butler. You know, it's like, they're just like, they're just, uh, they're countries, basically. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no, you know, but I will say it was really still funny playing it. But there was a lot of weird things, like when you go into the inn uh, to buy things, it's literally just a menu with the inn behind it. And yeah. you're like, that is a weird, like, oh, I'm okay, I'm buying this. I'm not getting a drink. It's not like a social space. It's like, no, you're just here to get the bombs and leave. Like, don't, you're not. Like, they'll say something about the resistance, and then you're done. Like, go. Right. You know? So and I downloaded it, and so I started playing it, and Rose watching me, and he's like, what is this? And I was like, it's Armed and Dangerous. I used to play this back in the day. And so uh, Rose watching me, and just the mechanics. Uh, it's funny to look at what was 
great back then versus now. The mechanics are horrible. Like, yeah, I'm you don't know if you're hitting them with a bullet. Like they just fall, they just fall over. I'm like, I think. Look, and I didn't. It took me like ten minutes to realize their light bar was on the right hand side of the screen. It wasn't above their face. So you're like, oh, that guy has a quarter health, or like, I don't understand. You know, and then with the machine gun, it's like the clob from Goldeneye. It doesn't hit anything. And I'm like, all right. Um, the shark gun was still cool, though. The shark gun was cool. So one thing that I found was funny is I'm looking down the reticle and I'm firing. My bullets aren't going straight through the reticle. They're coming from the right side of the screen. So I thought <laughs> one of my guys was shooting, but it wasn't. It was me. My bullet was coming from the right side of the screen as though my one of my secondary characters were killing him. And I was like... Oh, that's me. That's me. And so yeah. I, I Did you notice when it. they mount the turrets, they can only turn like at ninety degree angles? So they're literally shooting like at a like a whatever degree angle, like a sixty degree angle, and they're just looking at you while the bullets are going sideways out of the gun. Like, yeah, I guess you hit me, man. I don't know. I didn't think that was how guns work, but I mean, I guess in this world, that's how the guns are working now. Um, but there was some good lines. Like I remember back in the day being blown away that. Um, I forget his name, but the mechanical butler, the robot. Yeah. Um, if you are low on life and wait, you'll ask for a cup of tea, and then he throws out a med pack, basically, <laughs> and it heals you, which is good. And then the robot, there's some good lines where the robot says, you know, because you're in an ice level in the beginning, if you listen closely when you're shooting, he said, if I had balls right now, I'd be freezing them off. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then the end of, like, the first big cutscene, where, like, it looks like you're going to put uh the whatever mythical dwarf guy in the belly of this beast to keep warm and the, the robot shoves him up the butt of the creature and then he gets drug i was like what is this i started laughing i was like what is this game what is happening right now like it's one of, one of my one of the funniest things is that first of all you get those those mines right that you toss like they're yeah that took me about five seconds to figure that out because i was throwing them thinking they had to run over him and then i was like oh they just stick on them you know and yeah, it's funny because you just And, it, and everybody, what's kind of cool is everybody else around him runs because they're scared too. And you can hit a couple guys with it, which I was like, oh, that's really cool. You can blow up the buildings, which is cool because it's like Gauntlet where if you blow up the building they're coming from, like the guards will stop coming out of them, which I thought was like a cool thing. I was like, oh, so then I was using those mines and just throwing them on buildings all the time to just blow them up because stuff will blow up. But then there's a weird wall thing where you can't go in the complexes even after they're blown up. So I'd see like health or mines floating there and I couldn't jump up. I was trying to jump. And I couldn't jump up to get them. And I'm like, this just seems like such an old school thing. Like, you know, like, oh, I can't pick it up because it's behind this wall. And like, you know, nowadays it would, you'd be able to go in there and pick it up somehow, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, it was, it was funny because one of the last things, I, I couldn't play it much more. I no, I did about an hour and I was like, this is a good trip down memory lane. Like, yeah, I, I, I got, I got rid of it. But one of the, the, the funny guns that I got that I had to use was that gravity drill gun. Oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't. It tips the world upside down. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't use it. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's hilarious. I was, I was rolling, and then before that though, it's like they go and they talk to what is that guy? Like a professor or like yeah, a chemist yeah. or something. Something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's blind as a bat, you know. And he's just like, he's like, oi, they're coming for me. He's just like ramming into things and stuff like that. He's like, he goes, I'll put on my disguise, and he pops these fake eyeballs in. Oh yeah, in the beginning, yeah, when he's like, they won't know who I am, and then they do the double take. They're like, what? Which some of that stuff, even back in the day, being like eight polygons it still looked good and the timing was good of the jokes you know which was still hard and you gotta think back then it's hard to time that stuff with like with their reaction 
and how quick they could be, you know. But I do remember, you know, art nowadays, when you look at a game, a box, you're like, okay, so that's what the characters are going to look like. And back then, you're like, oh, that's what the characters are going to look like. And you load in, you're like, I am a collection of grapefruits, like, that are just stuck together on toothpicks, you know. And it's just weird. It's like, uh The stool. He's like, you, you, yeah, you tea, my lord, or whatever. But what I like too is when the guards go back, they're like, "Well, we have him go kill the Lionhearts or whatever the gang." And the guy's like, two birds with one stone." I get it. And he goes, "Idiot, they're not birds." And then he walks away, and I was just like, "What in the world?" Like, it was so weird, and the humor was just so strange. I was like, "I love this so much. Like, this is great." Uh, it was. It like I said, I played it for about an hour, and I, I um. I was just like, after that, I was like, I get it. Like, but it's really funny. And it was a nice trip down memory plane. You know, it's on Game Pass. You know, I recommend if people have Game Pass, at least try it out. Um, oh, yeah. And I forgot you didn't get achievements because back in the day, they didn't have achievements. And I'm like, oh, I have to beat the whole thing, you know, like that. And then on top of it, I, I remember, um, like, it would say, like, restart from checkpoint. And I'd hit that. And it would just be the beginning of the level. And I'm like, well, where's the check? What? It was the end. You have to go to the end to do whatever they tell you to do at the end. And that's considered a checkpoint. So I do all this stuff in the level and die. And they're like, you want to do a checkpoint? You're like, I'd love to. And they're like, you're, you're back at the beginning. You're like, that's, I didn't say restart level. I said restart the, you know, it, it whatever. Okay. All right, game. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it, was, it was fun. Like you said, it was a great trip down memory lane. And then with the game pass, they've, they've been doing a lot of good stuff. Horrible stuff in the beginning. But now they're doing a lot of really good stuff with uh, game pass with uh, gears one through five. Well, and they bought Bethesda. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Which they... Phil Spencer gave an interview, you know, the head of Xbox. He said something about people think that it's going to be on Sony as well because they'd just be losing money if they didn't publish it on Sony. But he said something in the interview like, we don't have to put it on other platforms if we don't want to. And I was like, wow. But he's kind of a, but he goes, we don't want to remove things for people to play, which is kind of a weird statement. So I don't know if he's actually going to, if they're going to do it case by case or they're going to make it just connected to Game Pass. So I have no idea. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see that interview how that works out with i mean it's gonna be a couple years before you see anything i know doom eternal is is on game pass now which i was gonna try out i haven't yet um but i'm gonna wait for it because it's supposed to hit pc and i have a pretty good pc so i want to like get i want it to look as good as possible so i'm like waiting for that announcement so i could download it so because it came to the console but it hasn't come to pc yet so yeah i have it in my queue it's currently downloading as well as warhammer uh Ver- is that uh, uh, Vermitude or Vermitide or whatever? Vermitude, something like that. Yeah. yeah, so I looked at that and it's really cool because I think it's a four-player co-op. It's all first-person, right? I think you're just killing... It's like the idea is the rats are the vermin and you're going through the sewers and stuff, so... Correct. It's, it's all first-person and uh, it looks really cool. Did you do the first or the second one? Because I think they came out with two, didn't they? They came out uh, with... I don't know if they came out with two. I know they came out with that first one, so that's what I... It's still downloading because it's a fairly decent size. Yeah, it's pretty big. Uh, I usually uh, just do that stuff overnight now because I'm like, I don't want to... Because I'll, I'll look at it and be like, dang it. Like Just like games I play, you know what it is nowadays where you're like, I really want to play this. And they're like, oh, patch. Patch day. And you're like, ah, okay. Like, I guess yeah. I'm playing this tomorrow. Like, there's no... I'm not going to sit here and wait for a loading bar. You know, it's terrible. So. And, and I'm hoping that's what they got, did away with because when they came out with the one... 
one of the worst things that Xbox did was if it was an actual disc, a hard copy, you still have to download yeah. the game. I remember being really bummed out when I put in like The Witcher and was like, what? Like, I just want to play this. Like, I, what am I... You know what I mean? Like, like I understand you have to down. They've gotten a little better. Well, they'll do like a percentage where it's like you can play it from here, yeah. which is better. Um, yeah. But so one thing that's coming out because uh, they sent the um, the new Series X's to press, and one thing that I've been reading and seeing is the new quick resume feature. So you literally can suspend like five or six games, and you're literally just hitting pause on them. So like when you hit the the home button and it brings up all those tabs on the side. It brings up all the games you have suspended, and to jump from game to game, it's literally, they said, like, 8 to 10 seconds. And it will be exactly where your character was. And I saw people online literally unplug the Series X and leave it unplugged for 24 hours, plug it in, plug in the internet, and then start 8 seconds into where they were in Final Fantasy 15. Like, it keeps it in the memory of the system, you know? And they said, depending on the size of the game, you can do five or six games, which I think will be pretty amazing. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't use that feature that much. It's like, yeah, but like even if you're doing it to two games, the, the idea of keeping it one idling so you don't have to get into it and do all that. And even though the load times are faster, you still got to load that stuff in. Imagine just eight seconds you're playing Red yeah. Dead Redemption 2 or Gears or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that to me, that is the biggest feature, I think, of that I that I thought was just something I read about going, well, that's kind of interesting. But now people are like using it going, this is really cool, like. So. And to say that you don't use it, I mean, we're, we're in a world of instant gratification, right? Yeah. Like, if someone has to wait 30 seconds, it's the end of the world. It takes all day. Yeah, it does. I had a terrible day. I did check some on my cart, yeah. Right, right. So, when, when, because it takes so long to load some of these games, and long, I mean, it takes max like five minutes to load like Division 2, but I'll start it, you know, I'll go get something to eat, yep. make myself a sandwich, mm-hmm. maybe use the restroom or. Take the clothes and put them into the, the well, laundry. I and will, back and then ready to go. I will say the Division 2 or, and the Division both did something that I've never seen a game do, which is it loads backwards. Like you'll be at 75% and then it'll it'll unload back to like 45% and then re And I'm like, I have never seen a game. Like I'm not throwing shade at the Division because it's lo- it's loading in a city. You know what I mean? Like, But uh, I mean, if that kind of stuff goes away, I think it'll be really good. There is reports online that like Red Dead Redemption 2 on the... The new, the, the Xbox One X takes like two and a half minutes. And on the Series X, the new one, it's like a minute and 10 seconds. They yeah. said it's cutting 60 to 80% of load time off of those games. Yeah. So I was like, that's amazing to be able to do that. So Yeah. Um, well, that's really cool. I would use that feature just because, you know, right now I'm playing um, Division 2. I'm playing Gears 4 with Pro. Uh, Lisa and I switch on between. Um, you guys still doing Borderlands? Uh, we stopped doing Borderlands. She got she got bored with it. I started getting bored with it, and then I introduced her to Division, and she she absolutely loves it. And uh, so we switch on between Diablo three and Division two, and then I'm gonna get her into Warhammer to see how she does with a first person RPG. Yeah, that's a big thing. You know, uh, my wife Carla. She's been on the show a bunch, but she uh, she doesn't play a lot of like big RPGs. And I bought her when we were dating. I bought her Oblivion for I think. And that's, that's like going to the deep end, right? And she played yeah. it for like an hour and was like, what is happening? And I was like, that was a horrible choice, but you want to try an RPG? She was like, I don't think I like these. But now... Yeah, that's literally like kicking someone off the like the public pool and knocking them in the 10-foot deep. Like, there you go. There's an RPG. Like, enjoy that. But she does like The Division, and she's getting more into that. And now she's playing like Stardew Valley, and which is more of a sim, but like it's something I didn't think she'd really enjoy, but she's... 
she's enjoying it a lot. I don't know. I think it is that idea of like, yeah, you're not going to suspend six or eight games, but like just the three that you're playing to just be able to suspend them and go, hey man, right? We don't have to load in. We're not in town in Diablo. We're literally at the spot of the dungeon we were at. You know, let's just let's suspend that. I'll go to something else. Hey, next week, hey, we'll unsuspend it. You and I are right there. You know, like that's yeah, absolutely. that's absolutely. an amazing thing. Even if you're doing it with four games, to me, I haven't heard Sony really doing any of that yet. So I don't know. Uh, they did a teardown video, which is weird because the PS5 looks enormous. There's like a seven minute video of them taking one apart, like a tech video, and it looks insanely enormous. Um, the big thing I think with the Xbox is going to be storage because. They said it's going to be one terabyte, but the reports literally out of the box, turning it on. Um, you only have a set of one terabyte because of the way the memory is. And I think it has to do with that quick resume. You only have 800 gigs. Uh, so people are like, ah. So my thing is like, I know Sony doesn't have quick resume or doesn't seem like it, but they said out of the box, they're only going to have 800 gigs. So what does that mean for their UI? And the, like, are they going to have five, like 700 gigs or like, what is their, the hold back and the buffering going to be on that? Now, Microsoft did say you can buy an external little, um, it looks like a little chip. Uh, they worked with somebody to make them, and it's literally a, a solid-state drive that you just plug in the back, and you get another terabyte. Um, but that's like $200. So, um, But SSDs are expensive. Everybody's freaking out. It's like, well, if you buy an SSD, if I went and bought an SSD right now, it'd be 200 bucks for that, you know? So you would be paying that. So, And they said, we're going to work with other people later to have other manufacturers make them, but now we're only working with Seagate, which means only one person's making them, which means they're expensive. But I mean, right now it's the point where it's like, since they don't have any big Xbox One X game or Series X games, like you're playing backwards compatibility stuff that may be a little bit smaller anyway. And I'm at the point now where I have absolutely no problems deleting something if I don't play it or I don't have time to play it. I'm not one of those guys like, I'm going to hold on to these 17 games because I might someday. Because let me tell you, my PS4 dashboard looks like trash. Because it just displays like the last 20 games you played. And I'm like, dude, I haven't played that in like months. It's like the first two that you played is really the first two that you go over. Um, Xbox is like, you got all this stuff you want to play later. I'm like, that's right. I will play it later. But because they at least do that with uh, the, like you can wish list stuff, which I like. Well, I think with uh, Xbox, I hope, I'm hoping, I haven't looked into the, the new one, that they get rid of the whole downloadable, you know, you download your game before you can play it. And I think that will free up a ton of space if you have a hard copy and you just put the disc on and load the disc yeah. and ready to go. That will save a ton of space. Well, I think that... Lose all that is the, the digital download because each game nowadays is minimally 30 gig. And if you're playing, like, say, The Witcher... Or even um, COD, where's COD Warfare? Yeah, there's, COD Warfare it's is like, almost 200 games. Yeah, I heard that with all the patches and everything. There's yeah, a lot of people like, I have to take out half of my games on my hard drive just to play this one game, you know? Seriously. It's like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, it's because of digital download. Well, I think what it is too is like, um, file sizes are just getting bigger. You know, developers are talking because everything has to look better. And that's just costing more time and money and... Um, like, a lot of people rip on Nintendo, but they never talk about Nintendo doing, um, like, they don't talk about them doing optimization, which they've done really well throughout the years. They've, uh, you know, what Nintendo always did is like, hey, we only have a cartridge and you only have this much space, so you got to make it work, right? And, like, Breath of the Wild, no matter what you'll say about that game, that game's only 14 gigs. Wow. That whole game. And it seems like every time you see these file sizes, even when the Wii U was out and they were coming out with... Uh, some game, like a Xenoblade Chronicles game, uh, it was over the space on the disc. So you need like you need like 25 gigs to be on a disc. And theirs was like 27. 
And they said, well, what are you going to do? And like a month later, the developers came back and said, we work with our engineers and we got it down to 22 gigs because we know we had to. So it's like people don't do that nowadays. You know, it's like, oh, well, I have all this space, so I might as well use it. You know, and Nintendo is still like, hey, man, you got to work under, you know, you got to make this this size, you know, which I, I don't think they're telling their developers that. But I just think those people that work for Nintendo are more aware of that than other people because they haven't had to work under that restraint. So, like I said, we, I can bitch about Nintendo all I want, but it isn't until you get to, like, Doom. Like, you can play Doom on the Switch, and it's like, oh, that's 50 gigs, you know? But everybody else is like, well, you know... And you could say, yeah, Mario Odyssey isn't the same as Switch and doesn't have the same whatever, but they do understand. I think uh, Mario Odyssey is, like, 7 gigs. So it's yeah. like it's like their thing is, like, get it as low as possible, you know? Like, so, yeah. And I hope, I hope that mentality, you know, goes over to the next generation and they're able to actually... Like, oh, man, we really got to start thinking about this, you know, about space. Like, Destiny just announced, they said, hey, we understand the game's been out for a long time, Destiny 2, so we're actually going to shrink the file size of the game, but you have to reinstall it. But all your stuff will be on our servers. It's got to reinstall the game and then grab your stuff, which I was like, more people need to do that. Like, Warzone needs to be like, this is too big, man. We need to, you know, we we need to shrink this down. You know, your stuff's on our server. Just log in and you'll be fine, so. Yeah, um, well, that's that's where I was at, you know, uh, with the... Xbox uh, One is, you know, I, I downloaded uh, Warzone and, you know, I was playing it from time to time trying to get back into the whole COD thing, but there were just so many different games that I wanted to continue to try and download, especially having the Game Pass, but something had to give, you know, yeah, I was yeah. looking at things, like you said, I was looking at things going, I gotta recycle some things. I gotta, I yeah, like, I gotta, like, do this later yeah, or whatever, go. yeah, yeah, it's... So if I want to play COD again, I gotta wait, like, eight years for it to download <laughs> Well, I think with the SSDs, like, that's going to be much quicker because with my PC, it's the first time I've ever had an SSD, and I boot up Windows in 10 seconds, you know? So I think that's really going to affect, and the developers have said, like, Sony and Microsoft have said, like, this is drastically going to change how the game runs and how it loads. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever you see in a game somebody, like, a character, like, go through a short crevice, it's because the game's loading, right? So they need you yeah. to go through this crevice. Well, they said there's not going to be as many narrow you know, corridors, like, we'll be able to have more and more of the world out there for you to see. And both people have said that, both Microsoft and Sony. So I want to see if it actually happens. Or they go, you know, that narrow hallway was a good idea, and we're just going to bring that back. And you're like, why am I going through another narrow hallway again? This is really ridiculous. Like, because that's like the gaming world nightmare, isn't it? You're in a corridor. No. Yeah. No, I don't want to be in a corridor. Nothing happens. Nothing good happens in a corridor. Yeah, right? the, the crawling. And then and then they set you up for the jump scare. You know, like you're crawling. Yeah. Something's going to grab your leg. You're like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I... So many... Like uh, Fallen Order had that Jedi Fallen Order. They had tons of those where... I mean, BB was cute. But like still, if I had to go through another like crevice with pipes in it, I was like, really, guys? Really? Like, this is ridiculous. This makes no sense whatsoever. Right, and it was funny, like playing, especially playing that type of game. Um, there were so many things like that. You know what? You can use the force, and you have a lightsaber. Why are you crawling mm. through muck and crap? And can't you just move stuff out of the yeah, way? Yeah, like blow some of those pipes out of the way and just walk through. Like, yeah, right, you're, not, right. you're not gonna get force license revoked if you like move stuff out of the way so you can walk comfortably. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know, it, it's ridiculous. Um, I did want to say before we end the podcast, though, like you were in the group uh, for Dragon Age, um, yeah. and we will have you. This is I did want to talk about. I'm dangerous. I haven't played it a while. I know you and I played it a long time ago, <laughs> but I did want to try this out to see if this would work for the uh, you know the Dragon Age talk where we talk about the campaign. It took us a year yeah. to get through that. So 
Um, I'm hoping, maybe not, I got to see what episode it is, but I want to do it like at 75 or 76, and then we'll sit down and talk for a while about, you know, what it was like doing a campaign for a year, and I hadn't uh, ran anything for a long time, and like, I don't think, well, you played a little bit with your nephews and everything, but um, I know two of the players, one of them had never played anything, and the other one just hadn't played Dragon Age and hadn't played a lot of other games so it was good to like have this mix of people that were different experience levels and like what they liked or didn't like and i just got to find my notes uh for because those early campaigns it was over a year ago and i have like one line or two lines of like what i wanted to happen so it'll be interesting to see what everybody says about the campaign but i don't know if people are going to be in town next week or whatever but i'll probably do it like this like do it early in the morning and then that way people can go about their day but yeah it'll probably be pretty long so well, yeah. I'm interested. One thing that I want to see from you, from the creator of that uh, whole campaign, was that I want to see what you actually had um, set aside. That this is what you wanted. Prepared. To yeah, prepared. <laughs> so I wanted to see what you had prepared for the campaign. And then um, mentally, I can see everything else that transpired that just so happened to, to work in that parameter or didn't work, but you made it work. I want to see like what you had prepared and then what the end result of us, you know, making it through alive. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would like to see. Yeah. You know? I, I would too, because I do remember there was a lot of those sessions. Like, again, I've talked to you, like you've tried to, um, you've, you've DM'd a little bit, not much. But my thing was like, uh, you know, the moment, the moment you overplan is the moment when yeah. everyone will do something else. And that was another thing I told you about those guys online that I'm watching that give advice to DMs and stuff. They said, you know, I'd come to the group with like 80 page novels, like mini novels, and then nobody would, you you give people notes. Like, hey, here's a little pamphlet of the world you guys are in. And then the next time you'd show up and you'd be like, did anybody read that? And everybody would be like, I didn't read that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, what am I, why am I, like, why am I writing all this stuff? So my thing is like, I did have a broad stroke idea of what I wanted to happen. And there was like milestone tent poles. This has yeah. to happen and this has to happen. But there's a lot of stuff in there where you guys are like, oh, we want to go up the mountain. And you're like, well, I never, I never thought you guys would say that. We're going up the mountain then, you know? And um, right. last night we were playing something and someone apologized. They're like, oh, I know you really wanted us to go to this town because uh, it's a main city. We're going to go to this other little smaller town. I don't want to mess you up. And I'm like, well, it's kind of the point of the game, right? Like, I can't be like, you, it's, you know, you can't pass, like, whatever, you know, it's. Right. So, yeah, right. it will be interesting to go back and look through my notes and see, one, refresh my memory, look at my notes. It's like, is there anything I forgot early on? And then later on to be like, okay, so here's where you guys were. I think there's some stuff that I, I needed to change because it seemed like I did want things. I think I tried to keep the mystery going a little bit too long. I think I should have told everybody sooner. Like, because it seemed like at the last couple levels, there was a lot of people just spousing exposition to, like, get everything out of the way. And I definitely think later on I want to drop hints earlier to be like, you know, oh, you figured it out. And now you know what you have. You know what's going on and now you know what you have to do. You know, you don't need to keep. I don't want to keep the mystery going for, what did I, like, 16 levels like I did. Like, that seems a little bit ridiculous um, as opposed to just like, oh, you guys figured it out. Go do the thing now. Like it's fun. I don't. I'm not upset that you figured it out. You figured it out great. Like, what are you gonna do about it now? You know. Right. Right. So I think. I think uh, with you as the DM, you give a lot of people a lot of uh, leadway, a lot of liberty. You know. So you don't do a lot of guiding. Um, so that that might be interesting to see. You know. Oh, you, that's great. You, you figured it out, and people are like, oh yeah, I'm on the right path. You 
<laughs> yeah, because I, I think in this campaign, my in the D&D, uh, my character is not around a lot because I don't want him to tell them everything that's going on when they just look at my NPC and go, what do you think's going on? You know, that happened a little bit, I think, in the Dragon Age a little bit too much, but I wanted to get things going. But again, that's yeah. me. Hey, this it's a good mystery, but you don't need to keep this going. Like, just let them know what's happening, you know, and then... Um, and then I do like missions though, where everybody's sitting around a fire going, so what did you see and why did this happen? And then, so if this is happening, I do like that as long as it doesn't take three hours, you know, if if you're sitting around a fire for like 30 minutes going, okay, we got, we got this, you know, and then off board to be like, are we right? And then, you know, the DM to go, yeah, you're, you're, you're right on, you know, you guys are in the right, you know, and, and go on from there. So it will be interesting to look through my notes. I'll probably do that next week. It's like look through my notes and like probably just do bullet lists of like, because uh, I don't remember exactly when everybody leveled up, but I did, you and I talked before this, we did like milestone things, which I think I like better than XP because if you give XP, people feel jealous or not being rewarded or I did so much more and I only got whatever. And my, I just treated it like chapter breaks, you know, this is chapter one, you are now level one, you know, chapter two, you're level two, you know, so you're moving the sword forward and everybody's kind of progressing together. So you don't have a character that's a level behind everybody that's trying to contribute in fighting or clear a check and they just can't do it because they don't have the tools or anything, you know? So Yeah, and that's, that's one thing, like, uh, I was telling you is that I, I personally appreciate it is that, you know, when we finish the campaign, you know, we, we gained a level, you know? And for me, that gives you a little bit of taste of, like, your, your abilities, like you were saying. Last thing you want to do is, like, crap, you know, you're, like, three XP shy of oh, being yes. able to level up yeah. and the campaign's over and I'm like, man, I really want that ability and you're yeah. like... Sorry, yeah, it's, next time. yeah. I mean, that's what happened last night. Is we, I was a player, and we killed something, and we just got a, we got a, a little bit of XP, and it just didn't feel good. You know, it was like, man, we put all this work in, and you get a couple hundred XP. Yeah. Instead of like that campaign, like I want to move stuff along in my story. So I said, hey, you guys are you you've leveled up, and they're like, really? Like all the players are like, really? And I'm like, yes. Like, oh, that's great. You know, like you said, they get that feeling of like, oh, now I can put this and this and this and this. And like, that's great. And now we're moving forward. You know, you get that momentum, you know, instead of like, well, I've been level seven for eight campaigns and we've been playing for a month or two, you know, and you're just like, God, like we're never going to get past this point of... Right. And I think that's one thing that they don't understand, especially the new people, is they don't understand is that... Uh, the first five, maybe, maybe ten levels, you, you, you gain a level fairly quick. But when you get to a certain spot, you know, and you're just like, uh, the next level is 10K, and you're inching along with a couple of hundred per campaign, then you realize that we've been playing for like eight months, and I've leveled one and a half times. Yeah. You know? like, well, that's the thing is, like, as you level, things obviously are going to level with you. So the monsters you fight should be 15th level monsters that are giving you thousands of XP for killing one of them, you know? And I did all that balance it where you guys would fight mini bosses. They'd be like, these give you a lot of XP. I'm not making you roll damage. These guys are level one. You're level 12. You're literally just, you know, if you're in a siege especially, it speeds things up where you're just hacking things to bits. And then you get to the mini boss or like, who we really got to think about this, you know? Like, I can't hack through them like I did these pawns, you know? And that was the point was to speed it up, to be like, okay, well, we're not going to sit here. You guys aren't going to, like, you know, I'm not going to have a combat scenario with every little level one thing and then get to a, you know... So it's stuff like that where you try to balance all that of, like, um, whatever. So, But, yeah, it'll be next week. Uh, I'll sit down, I'll write notes. 
And it'll probably be maybe it'll probably be about this time Sunday, I would imagine, so we can all sit down if everybody's available. Because I want you played the rogue, but there's a warrior, a guy who played the warrior, and a guy who played the mage. And I want everybody to kind of sit down and talk about it at the same time. Because you came in late purposely, uh, so I've never felt that power of instantly getting a level ten character. So that must have felt pretty good to get someone who's like instantly like ha ha like really powerful. So. But yeah, we'll go over it next week, and then, like I said, it'll probably be about this time next week. So, Martin, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Yeah, sir. Thank you for inviting me. It's been uh, fun. Yeah, my only, my oh, only thanks. viewer, my only viewer that I know of, which <laughs> I didn't want to point this out, but my percentage is down on the tracking thing on iTunes. So I don't know if you're listening to it less or what's going on, but you gotta get the like. Let's do it again. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to let's do it again. I don't know if that just means that more people joined because it doesn't break it down that way. It's like, oh, you're down this much percentage. But people listen to this part. So I don't know if more people listen to like an episode and go, oh, this isn't for me. So that percentage is down. I have no idea because you go to look at the granular things. It's like, oh, this, this function's in beta. We have no way to track any of this stuff. You're like, well, I mean, people are out there, I guess. I keep getting a lot of robots that say they love uh, my track on SoundCloud. A lot of, a lot of like Britney79s that are like, liked your track, bro. Your dad died. Like, what? Like, you like that one. Okay, cool, cool, I guess. Some of the podcasts I listen to, they do talk about that. You know, Mark Maron's a comedian, but he's also in recovery. He's really open about it. And every 10 episodes, he reads a email from somebody or he talks about his story because he said, hey, man, I've, you know, I hear a story that this helps and I have a wide reach, you know. Not that I have a wide reach, but it's the idea of like, you know, some people are just having a rough day and I've talked about it on the podcast. I have a rough day or a rough week. And um, yeah, and I think the only thing I want to do now is like more reviews, I think, uh, because I think I've kind of gotten away from like game reviews, but it's hard to balance everything. And like, I'm going to sit down and play a hundred hour RPG and go to work and write something up and do the D&D stuff. Like that's a hard balance to do that. So yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely going to work on that. But uh, thanks, Martin. And I'll I'll definitely talk to you after this. And uh, I, like I said, in another week, we'll do the thing. And yeah, I think we're good. All right. Thank you.